Hey everybody and welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I am Eli. And I'm Lyle. And today we're going to be talking about the American 1974 classic film Death Wish. Um, yeah. Now, don't, don't get me wrong, uh, I love this movie. I've watched it about four times. It's a little less than average, but uh, this is most certainly an episode that I never. This has been probably a year in the making, maybe maybe even a year and a half is when I first had the idea of it. Uh, actually, I could probably prove pretty much to the day. When I first came up with the idea for this. Holy shit, two years ago. Oh my god. June 1st, 2020. Oh. 9.46... Oh wait, no, that's not... Oh yeah, yeah, 9.46 a.m. It's when I, when I sent you the message that as I was typing, I had the realization... And I guess the first inkling... Were we even making this fucking show in 2020? Yeah, we, I, we started in 2020. Yeah, we... Yeah, so... We like, just Before started. we even started this... <laughs> this has been ruminating in your mind for a while. This has been marinating for quite a while, yes. And it's time to put this steak on the grill. But, um... Before... Before we do that... Uh, we're gonna have to preface this with a lot of disclaimers, a lot of, uh, context, just a lot of stuff, okay? So please bear with me. So, fundamentally, I feel like it it is only fair of me to point out that Death Wish is kind of a political movie. <laughs> no. It, it, it has, uh, has it's, it's kind of very clear on sort of the message it's trying to send. And it's, it's, I, well, it, depending on how you say it, it's, it may or may not be propaganda. But, um, it, it is at least meant to be, you know, enjoyable to watch. But, uh, yeah, it is an inherently political film. And so, I don't like to talk politics on this show. I don't really talk politics much in general anymore, just because it's kind of exhausting. And Quite. it's just kind of nice to sit around and talk about anime and video games and such, without having to delve into the absolute clusterfuck that is the state of American political discourse. Very true. But, because Death Wish is inherent, and yes, there are inherent political biases, and messages, and themes, and tension, and unintentional, and everything. But this is significantly more on the nose than others. So because Death Wish is itself inherently political, I feel that I have to inherently talk about the politics in it. 
And I wanted to tie this into like an anime or a manga or something. Uh, two years, I could not find one. I asked you maybe a year ago for help in finding one, and you couldn't find one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, I'm specifically, I'm like, hey, like, I need sort of like revenge vigilante man style things. And it's kind of just really hard to find that. Uh, uh, specifically if you're looking like at Japanese media or at least a Japanese media that I can access from Texas. Yeah. Maybe not the farthest country from Japan, but. Uh, I do and know I, so, I found a few. No, and I, I do know I found a few. Um, and I, I remember sending at least one to you. But I don't know how relevant it was. I I checked out quite a few. There there was not really. It wasn't really quite what I was looking for. I suppose that's. uh, I suppose that's part of just it of Deathwish being such a very political piece. Is that you? uh, You can't really find the exact similar situation in another country's media yes it was very difficult to find this and basically that ended up being what what intrigued me the most was yeah i can just say like oh it's japan their culture is different that's why they don't have this sort of thing but i kind of wanted to not just like leave it at that so i dug a little deeper and Always I dug a, a great little phrase. deeper. <laughs> Always a good phrase to hear. <laughs> and I'm going to be painting with a very broad brush here. Because A, I don't have the time. B, I don't have the energy. C, you don't want to hear me rattle off random facts and statistics going back to like 1970s New York. <laughs> so... Uh... I might I might say something wrong here or there. I might uh be overgeneralizing. I know this beforehand. This is just to provide context for for the later and yes it will be coming a review of the film Death Wish. So <sighs> I was born in the late 90s. Lyle, you were born about a similar time. You're like six months older than me. I believe so, yes. Um, so when I say that uh, New York in the 70s was a terrible place, I'm not talking from experience. But I do have some... I, I have looked at multiple sources. But, uh... It's it's a lot of things, and you just want to keep going back decades after decade and decade to find the root of all this, but the 1980s in America was the most violent decade we've ever had in this country. I, I, I feel like people should know that. Well, I would say there was another time that was potentially more violent, but that was literally a civil war. Well, it also like we need to, we need accurate statistics. That's fair. So it's kind of I'm talking about like crime rate. 
Ah. Uh, never like nebulous reporting. We're relatively peaceful. I say relatively. But if we if we if you look at a graph of crime rates, uh you just see it steadily going up and up through the seventies. The point where at the beginning of the seventies it's twice what it was at the beginning of the sixties. And it keeps going up. It peaks in like nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty one. Uh and the the current graph that I'm looking at right now is just property crimes. Like, the murder rate, rape, uh, assault, arson, all that crap, also going up. It, 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 it felt almost apocalyptic if you were living in the age to see this happening. It, it, has anyone seen Predators? Not not the first Predator movie, the sequel they made, where instead of set in the jungle, it's set in urban Los Angeles in in the eighties, and there's a heat wave, and criminal gangs are engaging in open warfare with the police with machine guns and rocket launchers. That's kind of how people thought society was going to turn out in the eighties. All right, Escape from New York is basically a film that said, what if, because of all the crime in New York, we just wall the entire island off and turn it into one penitentiary? Because the criminals are already all there. New York, in like the 70s and 80s, was a shithole. Uh, before it got cleaned up, I want you to know, Times Square was full of hookers and porno theaters. That was sounds what like- Times Square was. <laughs> that sounds in amazing. In New York City. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, nobody's ever there except on New Year's, so. Like, now it's, like, the, the hub of New York, and, like, all, all the cool, important stuff goes there. Nothing no, the, nothing important goes on in Times Square. <laughs> now it's got, like, Starbucks. the Jumbotron, they got all the tickers and everything. It, yeah. it, it's, like, the, it's at least as presented to the outside world, it is the heart of New York City. Okay, that's fair. That's it's as recognizable a landmark as Wall Street, alright? And to be honest, if I showed you a picture of Wall Street, you probably wouldn't know what it was. So, like, if you, if you, if you watch Taxi Driver, just, that was how people saw New York City. Just a den of sin and vice, and all this crap. Right? That was that was the eighties, and that that started the the trend line going up started in the seventies, and so starting in the seventies, we get you know the the vigilante man style action films in America, right? Like Dirty Harry, you know Dirty Harry. Let's pretend I do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you know Cowboy Cop, you know the the quintessential prototype Cowboy Cop movie. You know, he's in San Francisco, he's a police detective, and he just shoots criminals rather than bothering to try and arrest them. That's not actually how the movie goes, I don't know why people associate it that way, but uh, that's the popular perception of the movies, and that's certainly how the sequels went. But, uh, just, people began, well, a large portion of society... The plurality, if not the majority. I'm not going to pretend to know what people in the 70s and 80s were thinking. 
uh, certainly saw the idea of just cleaning up crime the old-fashioned way as, as the ideal. And this would eventually lead to, like I said, you know, Ronald Reagan getting elected in the 80s, the whole tough-on-crime approach, the three strikes are outlaws, all that. Uh, so, like, all these, all this stuff. And... <laughs> this is the first... 15 minutes into my recording, and we are now talking about... <laughs> Uh, one of the, what, probably the political heart of uh, Death Wish. This is where you start seeing serious gun control laws in America being passed. Just the government and the people just trying to do something to feel safe, with just the apex of crime in America, the rise of the twenty-four hour news cycle. It it seemed like the apocalypse. Like I'm saying, let's mosey on over to Japan. <laughs> okay. Now, I have a really nice graph of crime rates in Japan, starting in the immediate post-war era to the modern day. The highest point on that graph of, like, the greatest amount of crime, total crime, all crime, not just, like, felonies, in Japan, is... The lowest spot on the American graph I have. Oh, oh. Um, yes. Can can I uh, interject real quick to potentially offer some criticism of your data? Please uh, do. Well, my my main thing that I'm thinking is: Are these like? Obviously, you can't get the true statistics of crime. You can only get whatever's reported yes uh by authorities and like i know if i remember correctly one of the things about the japanese legal system is that they don't charge you with a crime unless they know they will get you uh that is that is true uh, but i i did look into it and i think something like 96% of murders in japan are also sold so they they, I'm. This is not a discussion of the Japanese legal system, <laughs> but um, they they can be pretty draconian, at least certain sensibilities. Uh, but they they do try to make sure they get their man before they go and get their man. And so, uh, but this well, isn't just uh, this this is just crimes reported in general. This isn't necessarily ones yeah. where they catch someone. Okay, fair, fair. And so this is but just yeah. crimes reported per capita. Yeah, so I guess what I'm more referring to is the reported part. Because at least in... Uh... Okay, I, I, I think I'm dancing around the issue, but racism in America. <laughs> this is not the place nor the time to uh, get into all of that. But uh, if I could just get your sense... For uh, how all you know, civil rights and all that, how that might have perceptions around that for white America might have contributed to some of this uh crime sentiment. Also, you know, the lead in the water pipes and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff. All of this is the same. It's it, we're we're getting over a very large time period at this point. 
But all yeah. of this is the same attitude that led to the the Los Angeles riots. Uh, you know, the heavy-handed clampdown as a response to this, which, of course, <sighs> situation was fucked. Yeah. But, um... So, I I think... I think overall... Uh, it, it is... They are... It's it's not the best statistics I can find, but I think Japan is uh, all. I, the last thing I'm going to say right here is, uh, and I really don't give a fuck about like I I'm not going to say oh like Japan's such a great country I'm going to go move there like no but Japan is legitimately in terms of just like murders and everything an extremely safe country. Now, with all that being said, <laughs> yeah, um, I think, yeah, the the great the bigger point. Statistics are not necessarily reliable, especially when it comes from certain institutions, and ultimately, the memory and perception at the time of Americans of America is of a lawless wasteland. <laughs> yes, but uh, there is a nice, like, huge spike in the data, partially because in this time period I did have to check to see what the spike was, uh, they started including, like, uh, like, dr- like, drive, like, dangerous, like, dangerous driving, drunk driving and all that stuff in, like, the crime stats. Ah. Which, to be fair, the crime stats I'm looking at for America don't include, uh, car accidents at all, so. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 the stats I'm looking at, one of them is just property crimes. People breaking into your house or stealing your car. Okay, then. Yeah, no, it's, um... Yeah, like, like According to the, the data I'm currently looking at, uh, Japan has uh, apparently never been safer than right now. Uh, but yeah, just... You see a nice spike around that, around, like, 2000 to, like, 2004. Around the time, uh, well, not around the time, but, like, after uh, the big, like, dot-com bubble and all this. I'm not going to get into the economics of the situation. Uh, that, in and of itself, could be an entire lecture. Um, but, you know, when when you had economic and societal problems, you know, crime goes up, blah, blah, blah. Regardless, uh, what I'm trying to say is... And I've also, like, tried to look for, like, primary sources. Like, hey, what did people think of such and such period? Kind of hard to find. Can't really talk to random Japanese people on the internet. Or, at least, if if you only speak English and don't know where to go. But, uh, so part of it's just you don't really ever see, to the same extent as America, at least, just this apocalyptic vision of a future where crime results in entire cities being taken over. And you, I know you've seen Demolition Man. I made you watch that movie. Yes. (laughs) That is a, like, direct response to, like, these vigilante man movies of the 80s. That was made in, like, 91, 92. That makes sense. It's a very, uh, it's a very responsive movie. Yes. Uh, in that it is literally responding to, uh, an entire zeitgeist 
and saying, well, no, let's not do that. Yeah. But it's it's the 80s. <laughs> the 80s were a hell of a decade. So, yeah, you don't really have this whole... There's not a whole lot culturally that I could find, and I, I did preface this by saying I have bad data, bad sources, I am one guy who did this as a hobby, but there, there's not a lot of pressure to create these sorts of stories, necessarily. And now we're going to go to the flip side of that, which is, I guess, more or less desire to create these sort of things. Not maybe sort of like a pull factor, because um, and admittedly, America is a st- is a bit of an outlier to the rest of the world. But uh, in America, we have cowboys. We have the romanticized ideal of the lone man out alone who must protect himself. From the, the forces of evil, the barbarians crashing at the gates. <sighs> not a lot of other countries kind of have that in their mythos. Well, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore, no. Um, you have it, you have, you do see, I do see some of it in like, uh, some like Canadian stuff. Oh, really? But even then, I'm talking about like Canadian, like, media from the 70s <laughs> but uh in america in a lot of this country if you feel threatened by another person you are legally allowed to plant your feet draw a weapon and shoot to kill or stab or or stab or or use pepper spray or if if you're in Texas uh i believe you are now i believe you are legally allowed to use pole arms and such you are <laughs> yeah a few years ago they did away with the ban on blades over 6 inches so um, oh i thought that was just go- swords you're telling me i can get a halberd right now yeah go ahead Woo! you can I'll use a right halberd back. to protect yourself all right be right back all right i'm back and I love my halberd. <laughs> I didn't actually go and get a halberd. Yes, but uh, as as you will have certainly heard from the media and from Twitter, and if you've ever talked to someone from another country, this is not normal to them, to some people. To most people, actually, if you consider this on a planetary scale. <laughs> It's not a uniquely American thing, but certainly it is seen as a uniquely American thing. I had to look up Japanese self-defense laws, um, made more difficult by the fact that they are not published in English, but you don't have necessarily the right to lethal self-defense in Japan. Theoretically, there are circumstances in which such a thing would be legal. I'm not a lawyer. 
I am most certainly not a Japanese lawyer. <laughs> Do not use me as legal advice if you go to Japan, please. <laughs> but, uh, like, carrying pepper spray to protect yourself uh, is not considered a reasonable thing in Japan by the law, as I as was interpreted to me by a couple different uh, helpful lawyer places. I don't know if I can say their names, but <laughs> if there's one person who knows how to sue me, it's a lawyer. So, uh, <laughs> let's err on the side of caution. <laughs> Yeah, you you don't have the right to carry something with you necessarily to protect yourself. Now, theoretically, if someone were to come at you, specifically the example, one of the examples I was given was that if a Yakuza comes at you with brass knuckles, you're not allowed to pull out your own brass knuckles to fight him with. But if you can somehow, like, teleport the brass knuckles onto your hands, you'd be allowed to fight with them. Up until, you're not allowed to inflict more injury on them than they could have, reasonably could have to you. Uh, also, you're apparently not allowed to, like, tie someone up if they come, like, you can't, like, detain them in such a way that would injure them, because that's not, that's not meets their definition of reasonability. Uh, so, fundamentally, any story set in Japan in which someone becomes a vigilante and begins taking out uh, their, you know, vengeance on criminals and society as a whole. Uh, you're talking about, like, multiple felonies. Some of the worst felonies. Like, the lock you in prison and throw away the key felonies. It was really weird preparing for this when I realized that due to changing stand due to that due to how things are in in this country versus Japan something that the main character of Death Wish did would be legal in maybe half this country would be like murder one uh premeditated homicide in Japan Wow. Yes. That is the that is the cultural cliff that we have to scale. <laughs> the the fact that fundamentally it's not just breaking the law, but doing so in such a way that it would be a character not maybe not should but would reasonably expect it to be to go to prison for everything that they've done. And so, the last part of that is, like I've said, Death Wish is a political movie. It has a political message to say. And it is firmly on the side of the lone man with a gun Standing his ground, doing what he feels necessary to keep him in his safe. Uh, I I feel that the movie is fundamentally enjoyable, even if you are against that message. I mean, personally, I can enjoy a movie if it's good, no matter what it has to say. Uh, the movie Metropolis is literally socialist propaganda. 
like at the very end like the like capitalist factory owners and all the workers like get together and sit in a circle and sing kumbaya as they all agree to just like not be dicks <laughs> <laughs> also there was a robot uprising but uh <laughs> it was the 20s <laughs> this is the 20s <laughs> it was the other 20s there's a lot of other 20s it was it okay. Metropolis is a 1920s film that <laughs> I know I'm was not. originally banned in America as socialist propaganda. Oh, I'll shoot. show you that to you. Wow. Okay. That that that's that's the level that I'm coming at saying like yeah, it's propaganda, but it's still a good movie and a fundamental part of culture just in in general. So was it banned under the Hayes Code? No, 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 that's some. I don't, I don't, I don't know too much about the whole because, like, the original cut of the movie doesn't exist because it was uh, the twenties. Fair. And also, then the Nazis because it was a ah, German movie, right? And the guy who made it was Jewish. Ah, I see. I see. <laughs> so. Oh no. The the like the American cut. They eventually like recut it to be just about a robot uprising. But uh, and it was still banned. <laughs> No, no, not like that version. Oh, okay. They they cut out the socialist parts. Well, that's um, a shame. It's a silent movie, but, uh, I mean, it's the 20s, what do you expect? <sighs> so, fundamentally, what I'm trying to say is that there is... I mean, personally, I just had a you know interesting realization about why I couldn't find anything to tie this into to talk about anime with it. But also, this is fundamentally a film that has a message to say and if you don't want to if you don't want to listen to that message you don't want to watch the movie that's fine but i do feel like you're missing out on a solid film otherwise we will do the uh full review of death wish and probably more all things considered next time so see you all next week yes see you all next week on Anime Stroganoff.